Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of I Know Why the Nick Caged Bird Sings. The podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. I'm your host, my name is Steve. Joining me, as always, is my incomparable co-host, Hannah. Hannah, how are you doing this week? I'm feeling like a one out of 100. You are number one. I'm feeling like only a one out of 100. And why would you say something like that? On a scale of one to 100, Uh I feel like a one. Uh Uh-huh. Because we watched Left Behind, which also is a one out of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. That, yeah, that happened. We watched it. So it that was bad. made me also feel like I, there too for, by association, am a one. <laughs> yeah, you know, we said it two weeks ago. We thought, how can it get any worse than this? And it was it was a Rotten Tomatoes of twelve two weeks ago, and that was and then it was like a seven last week, and then it was five Mm -hmm. without cast, and now Mm -hmm. it's one One. with Left Behind. One and a very brief overview of Left Behind. It is a religious rapture movie, meaning the second coming sort of. Everybody immediately zip zaps up to heaven. (laughs) Wow! They just disappear. They eat. They eat up to to heaven. heaven. And then all of the sinners are left behind to fend for themselves. And Nicolas Cage plays a pilot. And a sinner. And a sinner. <laughs> In the, the realist sense of the word. So before we get into Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene, really it's just one long scene that he he sits on a plane the whole time. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, Hannah's going to give us some background information on this movie. So what do you got for us this weekend? So I think that it's important that we kind of level set here and preface this Mm. with steve and i don't typically watch religious films no the most religious films that we watch are christmas movies sure so i don't have a strong basis i would say for Mm. like what a good religious film is i just know that this film is just a bad film yeah i don't know if it's a bad religious film it's just a bad film it's an insult to the world, to the word film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are loads of issues with this movie, isn't with this movie, and we'll go through them. Terrible acting, terrible casting writing, choices. terrible casting choices. Oh my God. CGI is not great. It's mm-hmm. incredible, this movie, and it's horridness. Well, I think that we usually agree with the critics for the most part. But the critics yeah. certainly agreed with us on yes. this one. Yeah. So Left Behind, as I mentioned, is a 1% out of 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and then a 3.1 out of 10 on IMDb. And IMDb is usually really forgiving. Like, it's rare that you see a movie under 5 on IMDb. Yeah, they they shat all over this one. <laughs> they shat on it. Somehow this movie made money. So it had a budget of $16 million, And then the box office was $27.4 million. That's unbelievable. That doesn't make any sense to me. This movie's so bad. So I think the only reason is this is an adaptation of a book series from the 90s. And then also a film adaptation of a previous series of movies that came out in the early 2000s with Kirk Cameron. Oh. 
So in 2000, Kirk Cameron starred, he played uh, Chad Michael Murray's character oh. in the 2014 version of Left Behind that we watched. Chad Michael Murray plays a hunky investigative journalist. Yeah. Not sure who Nick was in the 2000 okay. one. Um, so 2000, then 2002, and then 2005. He played the same character throughout? Kirk Cameron did, yes. Okay. He was like the lead and he kept getting left behind? I don't know what... You didn't watch didn't... it in preparation for this? <laughs> yeah, I watched all three movies in the last 24 hours to prepare for this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I also didn't look up to see what any of them are about. The only okay. thing I did look up was how they were rated because I wanted to mm. compare because obviously they made the decision to make this 2014 left behind and also they had plans for two sequels after. That didn't happen. <laughs> no. Um. Interestingly enough, the producer, Paul Lalande, launched a crowdfunding Indiegogo campaign Oof. to try to get enough money for them to make the sequels, and then they never did, and I don't know what happened to the money. Like, do you know what happens to the money no. if you don't make enough money? No, I, I don't. I don't have any idea. I think you I have that to- some of the crowdfunding sites, if, if you don't make, like, enough money by a certain date or, like- there's some type of threshold there, then they return the money. Right. And then some crowdfunding sites, if you don't make enough money, then they keep the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I don't it, know which one Indiegogo is. I don't know either off the top of my head, but I think if that were the case, there might be some sort of legalities in place oh, yeah. where you have to prove that you at least worked towards the goal that you were raising money for. Mm. But then what do you do with it? You know? Right. Do you yacht. I, well, do you remember the story that came out of Philly two years ago? Yeah. <laughs> so there was a story in Philly. It made national news because this woman's, this young woman's car got it ran out of gas on the side of the road, and this homeless man used his last twenty dollars to buy her gas to fill up her car so that she can get out of this rough neighborhood in Philly. And it took off. It was on Ellen. Everybody started pitching into the GoFundMe because she started a GoFundMe being like, I want to pay this man back. I want to pay him back and I want to give him money to start his life. And they made half a million dollars, I think, something along those lines. It was a lot of money. I don't recall how much. It was a lot. And uh, it was all a scam. It was a scam. Yep. (laughs) They were in on on it together. Mm -hmm. Were they even married or something? No. It was her boyfriend was sort of the mastermind behind Mm. it. So there was the three of them, the boyfriend, the the girl. The guy acting like a homeless man. He was actually homeless, I believe. But he was like in cahoots with them. Yeah. So the boyfriend gave him $20 to give to the girlfriend. Yeah, and they were like, we're going to put this online and we're just going to take all the money. That's And so it, and it blew up, up to like at least $200,000. And then they all started turning on each other, apparently, was the story. Like like the homeless man wanted more of a cut. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I know. So that's how they got caught? Yeah. Because they all got greedy? Yeah, and I think one of them bought a car. Yeah. <laughs> and the IRS was like, wait a second. I said a yacht. There you go. Anywho, um, I'll talk about the ratings for the. Oh yeah, please. Uh, we got not, majorly they're distracted. They're not prequels <laughs> because <laughs> they're just remakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the 2014 is a remake, but the original series, the 2001, had a 4.5 out of 10 and a 16 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which, like, for all intents and purposes, is terrible. But it's better than what the 2014 got. It's and then I'm about to blow better. your fucking mind. Okay, okay please. The 2002 sequel got a 5.1 out of 10 and a 68 on Rotten Tomatoes. 68? And then the third one got a 4.6 out of 10 and a 67 on Rotten Tomatoes. 67? So they were like 
oh yeah these movies did great we're gonna make another one and we're gonna and we're gonna set up like for some sequels yeah so chad michael mary signed on for the sequel and like the girl who played nick's daughter signed on for the sequel and maybe jordan sparks i don't know she's in this movie oh my god we'll talk about jordan sparks winner of season seven of american idol six Oh my youngest God. winner or something she is one of the worst actresses <laughs> i've ever seen in my life Lo- lovely we'll lovely, talk about it we'll talk about girl, it later but... yeah lovely lovely uh, singer awful. just like a tattoo that was a good one yeah it's a great song yeah this movie was filmed in baton rouge but takes place in new york yes of course it does <laughs> the cgi is atrocious it's to make you think that you're in new york uh and in the sky yeah. well yeah there's yeah yeah there's a lot there's a lot of problems with this movie yeah but we'll we'll get to those as we go scene I'm by sure. scene by scene, Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene. Yeah. Well, thankfully, we'll skip over a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley Tisdale from High School Musical originally yes. was supposed to play Nick's daughter, the lead female character. We knew they got a poor man something. <laughs> yeah. We we couldn't place the daughter. I've never seen this girl before. We, in we were like else. sort of like Cassie a poor man Thompson. Yeah, she, we were like she's sort of like a poor man's Hayden Panettiere. She's sort of like a poor man's. Ashley Tisdale. Margaret. It's Ashley Tisdale. She's a poor man's Ashley Tisdale. And then Jordan Sparks' character originally was supposed to be either Tia or Tamara Mowry from Tia and Tamara. Well, at least they're actors. <laughs> also, like, what a small part. I know. Like, <laughs> like, like they had to go with their second choice. Yeah. Third choice, I guess, technically, for this tiny-ass part. Yeah, I don't know. She has, like, a monologue, and that's it. And two other lines, maybe. Um. So as I was doing my research, I truly didn't find much, um, but I googled the phrase rapture fun facts because I'm curious okay. if there are any fun facts about the rapture. Uh-huh. I don't think there are, but I found rapture facts for kids. So for kids? Yeah. And I know that our listening audience probably has, if you're listening to us, that means that you probably have a reading level of like second grade maximum so don't insult our (laughs) listeners like that i'm not insulting them i'm insulting us i'm saying if you choose to listen to us choose to listen to us morons i think i think we offer some in-depth analyses sometimes i just pluralized analysis properly yeah i'm proud of you yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna read off some rapture facts for kids all right please do The rapture, meaning to carry to another place, is a future event in Christian theology where Jesus Christ will return to heaven to bring his followers to heaven. Return to earth earth to bring his followers to heaven. In Christianity, it is believed that following this amazing event, the world will go through what is called the tribulation, and then later following will come the millennium. The tribulation is a theory of life after the rapture, so I guess that's like in heaven. Okay, can I stop you there for a minute? Uh Uh-huh tribulation and millennium these are rapture facts for children yeah they're big words <laughs> they're using, like I'm they don't have any other words for it though for tribulation yeah it's what it's called in the bible i guess i guess i've never read the bible so Me i wouldn't either. know <laughs> keep going sorry um yeah tribulation is theory of life after the rapture most christians agree that the period lasts around seven years that's so precise yeah. Don't bad things come in threes? Why wouldn't they make it six? Well, okay, so actually... Or nine. Yeah, so in the Bible, I do know this, that certain numbers were used metaphorically. Is that why one of the books is called Numbers? Maybe, I don't know. Hmm. But that's why, like, you know, Noah's Ark or whatever reigned for 
seven days and seven or or oh. 40 days and 40 nights so 40 oh and then on the seventh day on god seventh rested day. so okay. so seven is meant to represent um like a never-ending process and 40 is supposed to represent a long time so like moses wandered through oh, the yeah, desert for 40 years, 40 years which is just supposed to represent a long amount of time it's not technically supposed to represent 40 got it at least that's what scholars and there were, think i think seven plagues so there were seven plagues so meaning like never-ending plagues Mm-mm-mm. got it okay so seven years thanks to some background knowledge from steve over here mm. um and then it's believed that the antichrist will come to power and control the world and i have to tell you if there's an antichrist in this movie it's probably nicholas king <laughs> <laughs> And then the millennium is the period after the rapture and the tribulation that Christians believe that they will live in glory on the earth. And they also believe that Jesus Christ will be in total control over earth for a thousand years. Okay, so like the tribulation is just the seven years in between the rapture and when things get better. I guess. I don't know. This is supposed to be for kids and I don't understand it. And then it's like books and movies about the rapture and like the main ones are left behind. So, well, I mean, that's why this got such like the first one. That's why I got such good reviews. And like, that's why the books did so well. It's because it's like the only book and movie series about the rapture that is like widely known other than in like the Christian community. You mean only the the ones that are in the Christian community? Like, yeah, like there yeah. are probably some that like never came out in theaters and things oh. that are just like from Hallmark. Oh, sure. Well, there are things that came out in theaters that are not Christian movies. Like Seth Rogen did one called right. This is the End. Yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah. talking about like a Christian movie I know. rapture film. Yes. <laughs> However, I should point out that This is the End and Rapture Palooza, both quirky Rapture movies, came out in 2013, the year before right this before movie. Right before this. Hmm. Yeah. And when did... Le- uh, not Left Behind. See, I keep thinking Left Behind. The Leftovers. When did that premiere on HBO? I've never even heard of that. It's another Rapture thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone Leftover. getting raptured. 2014. So around the same time. Yeah. I don't know what to do with this information other than to relate to Did the to tribulation you. just end? It would have been seven years, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Think back on the past seven years. Yeah, nothing good. <laughs> Man, we're in the Are tribulation. Are we in the millennium? I don't know. Maybe, Han. Yo. That's sick. <laughs> this is a weird episode. This is really weird. This is getting weird. I think we should just move on to yeah. whatever else you've got. I have one more fact, oh, and it's about great. Nicolas Cage. Oh, please. And then we can go on to you know scene by scene analysis mm. um nicholas cage the only thing i found out about him for this movie mm-hmm. is that he did this movie as a favor to his brother who was a priest <laughs> his brother was like it would really mean a lot to me i love this book series i loved the kirk Cameron movies if you my brother nicholas kim coppola cage would perform in this christian theology film whatever and nick was like all right whatever i need money i'll do it <laughs> well wait didn't we look it up so okay so another background piece of background information is no, that we've seen this movie before. we've seen this movie before <laughs> we saw this we watched this like a few weeks before we watched national treasure which launched our idea into doing this podcast and i have to say the reason that we watched it the first time was not because we're into as i mentioned previously yeah. we are not into 
rapture films or Christian movies, but because we Googled like worst, worst rated <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes yeah. movies. And then we found that this was on the list and we were like, I don't I don't think we knew like any of the actors in any of the other movies. And then we saw Nick Cage's face on this one. We were like, this is a Nick Cage movie. We have to watch it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but didn't we look it up before and we found out that he was filming for like three days? He just showed up for three days or something. Yeah, I I had to do this on my phone because my computer died um, and it was a struggle. But while you go through okay. some scene by scene and I'll... While you look it up. Yeah, my thing is charging. Okay. So the movie does not open up on Nicolas Cage, but the first time we do see Nicolas Cage is actually not in live action. It's in a photograph that his wife holds up. <laughs> Hannah just gave me Hannah just jaw agape gave me this wide-eyed stare truly truly the worst photoshop job <laughs> I've ever seen just take a picture and I yeah right yeah why not take you have the cast of, and they were all like the same age that they were supposed to be it's not like it was like a photo from like 10 years ago it was like a current photo yeah just take a picture <laughs> so bad. although none of them were he was never in a scene with his wife or his son. Yeah, you're right. And he was only in one scene with his daughter. He was, yeah. Two scenes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that, that, that explains, explains it. it. There we are. And I, I, I don't know if this is factual, but I have a feeling that when Nick was like, yeah, I'll do this as a favor to my brother, he also said to the production company, but I'm filming three other movies right now. Probably. All in Louisiana, because that's where I love to film my movies. So as long as you can film this in Baton Rouge, I'll be able to show up to set. And I'm about to look up and see if that is actually the case. Okay. All right. Good. So Nick Cage, the first time we see him in live action, is actually in the parking garage at the airport. So as I mentioned, he's a pilot. And he's in his pilot uniform, and he's in his car. He's about to get out of his car, and he takes his wedding ring off. This is the second time he's played a, a pilot. Second time? When yeah. else was it? He I can't recall. flew an Apache helicopter. <laughs> oh, a different kind of pilot. That's why I couldn't remember. Yep. Firebirds. Yeah. Yep. Good call. Thanks, baby doll. Yeah. <laughs> so he meets up with a younger, considerably younger, sexy flight attendant, and they walk into the, the airport together where he sees his daughter, who's just immediately mad at him because he's talking to a woman. Talk, speaking. Yeah. His colleague. His flight attendant his flight for the attendant. flight. He's a pilot and he's talking to his flight attendant. And she's like, oh, I she's can't like, believe you're you. cheating on mom. You're cheating on mom. And then they have this conversation. <laughs> Which to like in fairness, yes, he is. <laughs> but that is preceded or succeeded, I can't recall what the order of events, by a conversation about how much the daughter hates the mom. She yes, can't yes, stand yes. the mom because the mom like is like she's this. super religious now. She, yeah, found religion and that's apparently all she talks about. So I also should level set a bit here to borrow a phrase from Han because the daughter is coming home from college and meant to surprise the family. So she finds out that her dad actually didn't know about the surprise and was flying out. So she thought, why don't I sit here at the airport for a little while and wait for my dad? And while she sits there and waits for her dad, she has a very, very awkward confrontational moment with a woman who starts bombarding Chad Michael Murray, who gets off a flight, and he's this hunky investigative journalist, and she starts bombarding him about religion, and then the daughter comes over and goes, religion isn't real, and they have this horrible interaction, 
but it makes Chad Michael Murray immediately fall in love with this daughter, this poor man's Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> so they sit down and they're having coffee and, and Nick Cage is like, oh my God, you're Chad Michael Murray, the investigative journalist. And so he, Chad Michael Murray fucks off and then they have that conversation where we learn a lot about how, you know, she's a recently, his, uh, Nick Cage's wife is a recently religious person. They're, they're a bit of a rocky marriage. You actually had me write down the words that this is the worst scene in the movie. We'll discuss whether or not you still feel that way. <laughs> she is frantically searching background information I can't on Nick it. Cage. You're just going to have to, you're just going to have to take me on my word. Yeah, we Nick did Cage, look this up before. Yeah, I looked this up like a couple years ago. He got, that Nick Cage filmed this movie for like two weeks or something. I think it was less than that. I think it was like six days for $3 million. That's, that's honest. Like, like that. what a hustle. Exactly. Yeah, it was something. I have a lot of respect for that. The numbers, speaking a lot about numbers this week, the numbers six and three really stick in my head when talking about this movie. But that's all I got. Like, Is that what, another religious? No, 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 no. I just mean <laughs> uh, it sticks out in my head. Either he was on set for six days and made three million dollars, or he was on set for three days and made six million dollars. I think I it was remember. six days and made three million. That, ma- that, that makes, makes sense. The most sense to me. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine? Showing up somewhere mm-hmm. for six days and yeah. just nailing it. <laughs> just nailing it first try. <laughs> yeah. And then so, getting your getting your paycheck. Yeah. So anything else you want to mention about that? You made the... in three hundred grand. I don't think you made three million dollars for this. I don't think I don't that... think you get Nicolas Cage for three hundred grand. I mean even if it's over six days. It's 2014 and he needs anything that he can get i don't know maybe and he did do this as a favor for his brother so maybe he was like whatever just let me let me do this in Baton rouge i'm filming 17 other movies down here right now yeah and i mean they show the new york city skyline and when nick cage walks into the airport hannah and i both look at each other and we're We're like what is that LaGuardia? like fucking jfk (laughs) it's clearly it's the baton rouge airport that's why (laughs) there's like probably two terminals in the entire airport maybe yeah exactly (laughs) so after this horrible horrible acted scene between nick and his daughter and she's just so unreasonably mad at him and mad at her mom speaking and looking at his co-worker and she's like where's your wedding ring and he's like i never wear it when i fly i'm superstitious or something and she's just like uh i don't believe you dad i mean to her credit she turns out to be right so nick cage has to get onto this flight. He's got to go. Chad Michael Murray's on his flight as well. And I think we need to run down the cast of characters <laughs> oh on this in plane. In first class. In first class in particular. So there are two big guys. One's an air marshal. One is like the cameraman or something for Chad Michael Murray. It's Michael Ower from uh, The Blind Side. Yeah, from The Blind Side. <laughs> uh, there's an elderly couple who both seem to have dementia. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a very stereotypical a Texas businessman who's wearing a bolo tie and making yeah. some deals. There's a racist dwarf who <laughs> just took me by surprise. Forgot about him in this movie. There's, There's Jordan Sparks. <laughs> There's American Idol winner Jordan Sparks. Not playing herself, but she might as well be. Shasta was her character. Shasta? <laughs> Yikes. There's like a thousand children on this plane as well. Mm-hmm. That'll come into play later. There's a Muslim man. There's a Muslim dude. There's some big titty chick who's a, dr- <laughs> who's a, who's a drug addict. That's another theme we have to come back to. She has like track marks on her arms. Yeah. Is that what that's called? Yes. But like also they're hardly noticeable. But anyway, (laughs) it's only like when the camera really zooms in. It's not like she looks like a drug addict. 
she, she's a full-figured woman and she's not like you know she's the only british person on this plane even though this flight is supposed to be going from oh, yeah. from like jfk to london right to heathrow <laughs> yeah also on first class or in first class is chad michael murray of course which mm-hmm. we mentioned and then there's some asian guy who just won't shut up about aliens <laughs> just loves talking about aliens just loves it he has a nice little interaction with the texas the texan <laughs> Oh my god. So before Chad Michael Murray gets on this plane. <laughs> also so before Chad Michael Murray gets on this plane. Sorry, I just want to stop right here and and say a few words that this movie fucking sucks, but it's like so bad that it's good. This is a fun Unlike one. Unlike last week. Last week's movie. Outcast, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't even think of what it was called. Yeah, it was just bad. Just atrocious. This is like a this fun one. This movie is like as you said an insult to the word film (laughs) however incredibly enjoyable to to experience yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) so before before chad michael berry gets on the plane uh some airport worker comes up to nick cage's daughter and chad michael Murray and hands you two tickets oh my god <laughs> to the daughter it says can you give this to your dad they're for him and his lover in two weeks or something and she like immediately realizes that it's not for him her mom and her dad is you two a religious i band? don't think so not yeah, particularly her mom doesn't like <laughs> yeah right so she only will go to creed so chad michael murray gives yeah creed or what's the other one doesn't matter the other popular one i don't care anyway he Chad Michael Murray takes takes the tickets and just walks into the cockpit <laughs> and gives the pilot the tickets. He's like, oh, here, like anybody can just stroll into. It's okay. I'm an investigative journalist. Uh, it was locked. No. They it, had to unlock it for him. Still, he just strolled in. But he met Nick earlier. Oh, and that's just okay. I can meet a pilot earlier and charm him and then they'll just let me into the cockpit. There are FAA regulations for this. Anyway... <laughs> So, Nick Cage's name is also Captain Steel. We didn't talk about that. His name is Ray Steel. <laughs> and it's his birthday on the day oh, of the yeah. rapture, by the way. So, yeah, anyway. He gives the U2 tickets to the sexy flight attendant lady who's, like, got three buttons on her blouse undone because of, <laughs> that's how flight attendants dress in movies, I guess. So, all right. Then the rapture happens. <laughs> it was so fast. There's a, There's nothing else that I really need to talk about here but when the rapture happens the daughter is with her little brother at the mall the worst actor in this movie yeah the kid is <laughs> his oh. name is Ramy. Ramy Steele, <laughs> and his dad's name is ray <laughs> i guess it's short for raymond but oh Ramy. oh so he's like raymond jr i guess but Ramy. Ramy. ray jr the daughter and the, and the little brother, who's a terrible actor, are at the mall, and suddenly, <laughs> everyone get and suddenly the rapture happens in the blink of an eye, and, and she was hugging him. Yeah, and so he's gone, but his clothes and his backpack are left behind. Mm-hmm. Not to, no pun intended there, but uh, you know what? Fuck it, pun intended. And then clothing just starts falling out of the sky like there were children. Like there were children flying. <laughs> Like, all the kids were on the trampoline all at once. Yeah, but then they, like, shot across this mall. (laughs) And, like, shoes start dropping out of the sky. 
And of course, there's mayhem on the plane. So the plane is is up in midair. They're over and the as Atlantic. Steve mentioned yeah. earlier, he peppered this in. And I'm not sure if you if you caught it, but there's a lot of children on this plane. Yeah. So all so I guess the rule of the rapture is that all kids, you know, get to go. Right. What's the cutoff age for children? Do you think it's 18? No, it's probably like 13, 14, 14, like so- high school. Like middle middle schoolers get raptured and high schoolers, they don't. Yeah, that's what the Lord cares about. Where are you in your (laughs) academic year? I I feel like I... Do you think of childhood in terms of how old you were or what grade you were in? I always Uh, think of what grade I was in. I try not to think about my dark, cold (laughs) childhood. childhood. (laughs) So anyhow, the rapture happened. wasn't very popular as a kid. The rapture happens, and everybody starts freaking out. So Nick Cage decides to decompress the plane in order to get people to start losing oxygen, go back Clever. to their seats. Sure. I wrote down at this point, what is the point of this movie? There is not one. <laughs> because as you have mentioned, this is not how the rapture works. No. <laughs> they don't immediately all vanish, right? Isn't there a judgment period? That's not what I read. Isn't there a tribulation there period? There were seven days. Yeah. Or seven years or whatever. Days. Days. So, also, there are nice people on this plane who don't get raptured, and mm-hmm. just because they're like not... the two dementia yeah. patients, only only the husband gets raptured, not the wife. Because what the fuck did she do? Have right. premarital sex? Yeah, yeah. This is not how the rapture works. <laughs> um, where were we now? So, I guess our first Nick Cage scream comes from when Nick's addressing the passengers, and he yells at them to sit down. Sit down. Then. There's just a whole lot of nothing. Reasonable scream. Yeah. Then there's just a whole lot of nothing until there is a plane coming right at his plane because Nick Cage decides to turn around and head back to New York. Mm -hmm. So he's in a different flight path and there's a plane coming back. And he keeps trying to radio the tower. But there's no one in there. Both pilots apparently were Christian. (laughs) So they got raptured. Oh, yeah. He discovers that his co-pilot had John... 315 i don't know what the numbers are yeah i think it was 316 but yeah etched in his watch but they're these two planes are coming right at each other so before he realizes that about the watch and he does he tells the passengers to get into a crash position or something and he screams at them again we're approaching our flight path get out there and prep the cabin now which again is justified but as these two planes are going head to head for each other Nick, like, barely moves the plane. I don't know how planes work, but I imagine that you can move a decent amount up or down in a short amount of time. I think that he was trying to just tell the other plane to move out of his way. Yeah, why? <laughs> Instead of just moving out of the other plane's way. Right. Like, they didn't respond after two times. Why not Why not just do move? Just move, yeah. right? There's got to be, again, there's got to be FAA regulations for this kind of thing. I'm sure there are. Anyhow, as they as these two planes are about to collide, as sudden, I mentioned, he's the Antichrist, though. Uh, yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> so as these planes are about to collide, they start playing like upbeat rock music too. When, really, I don't really know odd choice. <laughs> yeah, so and, just play the Jordan Sparks tunes, please. Oh my god, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But um, they nick the the planes nick each other and they start losing <laughs> fuel. Nick, yeah. They start losing fuel and the autopilot goes out because what controls the autopilot is in the wing where it gets nicked. 
I don't, I mean, that very well could be. Like, Maybe. do you know anything about like aerospace dynamics? No, but I don't know. Anyway, Chad Michael Murray is essentially his co-pilot now. And he's like, is is that a bad thing that we're losing fuel? Because they realize we're losing fuel because there's fuel coming out of the wing. And Nick Cage, very, without any emotion in his face, punches two holes in a coffee cup. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about this. <laughs> he's like, it depends on where we lost fuel or where we got is hit. Is it from forgot. this part or this part? And he punches a hole at the top of the coffee cup and the bottom of the coffee cup. It depends on where we lost fuel. It depends on how much fuel we have left. Like, yeah. as if he's done that before. As if he's, like, a bio teacher, and every year he does, like, the same... Yeah. Like, the same experiments. Not experiment, but, like... Lessons. Yeah. Using a model. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. So, this is when he's... After that, he starts trying to figure things out, and he's going through the co-pilot stuff, and he's just throwing shit all about the cabin. And uh, so he realizes it's the rapture. Also, he calls his wife, who clearly got raptured. And I guess he never hangs up the phone because it's still recording as he has that incident with the plane. And at this point, the daughter comes home and picks up the voice, picks up the mom's phone and listens to the voicemail and goes, oh, I guess my dad's dead. Mm. But like, that's never... That, that's not what happened no. literally a few minutes ago. That's not how, that's not the order of events. Also, I don't understand why she got that voicemail. Well, because she picked up her mom's phone and listened to the voicemail on her mom's phone. But the voicemail wasn't to the mom. The voicemail was... Oh, to the daughter? No, the voicemail was him yelling at the other plane to move out of yeah, the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But So like, how did why exactly i don't know <laughs> i don't know it makes no sense oh my god so many plot holes yes and so one of the flight attendants all not the sexy flight attendant who nick cage is having an affair with poor thing didn't even know she what well she, that's why she's not gonna get raptured because she doesn't even know she's in an affair she's having an affair with the antichrist uh, yeah exactly so he says, get the flight, the other flight attendant who got raptured, get her things. And he finds Bible study and he just does this grimace mm-hmm. on his face. Mm-hmm. And he turns that into a, just a beautiful smolder. <laughs> Looks almost directly at the camera. <laughs> says something like it's a rapture. So I don't remember, but <laughs> it's something along those lines. Just a, just a great few seconds there. As the daughter feels as though that Nick Cage her, her mother, her father, her brother are all dead. She climbs to the top of a bridge. Not the Brooklyn Bridge or anything because they're not in New York. The, the, Baton, <laughs> the Baton Rouge, Rouge Bridge. bridge. <laughs> and as she does, you pointed out something interesting, that there's a moment where she is essentially translucent. And yeah, there are <laughs> the camera work isn't, mm-hmm. isn't great because she's probably in front of a green screen. Yeah. Uh, and so she's about to jump off the bridge, unfortunately. And she finally gets in touch yeah. with Nick Cage. She barely tried. Yeah. <laughs> and so there... She already feels like after 20 minutes of of panicking that she has nothing to live for because her brother and her mother yeah. are gone and she's just going to end it all. Right. Yeah. Look, look, obviously, I wouldn't want to lose my entire family and I don't want to like put down anybody who has lost a family member. But like, as an adult, there are other people in this world that I love. She also doesn't know that it was a rapture. Right, you have no idea what's happened. So, like, why not stick around until you've figured it out? Yeah. 
I yeah, right, right. Uh, not not she, like yeah, yeah, go right for the bridge. I yeah. mean, she doesn't. But and I, I mean, not to. I don't want to like discount anyone's feelings and. Right. Know, yeah. Suicide's like a, a huge issue, Absolutely. but you just don't see any signs in her. No. Leading up to this, that that would be like the decision that she makes. Yeah. Like she's not even uh, that upset. No. <laughs> She like doesn't even cry. I, I think it's because the actress is incapable of tears. <laughs> On Should have gotten Ashley Tisdale. Should have gotten Ashley Tisdale. She would have cried for you. <laughs> so anyway, apparently every single dispatch person on the radio is a fucking saint because Nick Cage can't get in touch with anybody <laughs> except his daughter. And oh he's got Chad Michael Murray as his. He has a sat phone too. There is such a terrible exchange where they're like, you can get in touch with someone. And it's like, yeah, I'm an investigative journalist. And Nick Cage like winks at him and goes, I'm a, a pilot. pilot. And it's like, holds yeah, up his phone. Yeah, we fucking know. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've got a better phone. I'm a pilot. No, I've got a better phone. I'm, I'm a, a journalist. journalist. Fuck both of you. <laughs> so the plan is he finally gets in touch with somebody in the dispatch and he screams. Listen to me. I have a plane full of people here. I have no spoilers, no flaps, no elevators. And if I run this thing dry, no reverse thrust. I need some room. To land because they're over the Atlantic. Atlantic? Yes, Atlantic. Mm -hmm. And they need to land. back from London. And they've got no fuel, right? All their fuel's coming out. So they got to land in New York. But dispatch is like, well, hey, there's planes everywhere. You can't land anywhere. Everybody's grounded right now. You got to go to Syracuse. And and that's why he screams, "I I need some room. So Chad Michael Murray drops this bomb where he's just like, I haven't stopped thinking about Chloe, your daughter, this entire time. Like, come on, man. You just met her. You guys are also about to die. You had one coffee. And again, you don't have anybody else you love. Like, you haven't stopped thinking about this random girl. girl. you met. Not your mother, your father? Three hours ago? Four hours ago? Your best friend? No. Your cameraman? (laughs) Who got raptured? (laughs) Before your eyes? So, Should we talk about who on in first class got wow. raptured and who didn't? Like who who was okay. left? <laughs> yeah. So who's left? Let me left see. Left behind. Both of the big guys got raptured. The old man got raptured, not the old woman. Yeah. Because she has dementia and people with dementia don't get into heaven. Nope. Uh, the businessman is still there. The racist dwarf is still there. Jordan Sparks is still there, but her daughter is not. Mm. Uh, all of the other children are not there. The Muslim is still there because of you don't course. get in. You, you don't, don't get into heaven. Come on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh Even though God. he's the most religious, he's like, I think we should all be praying right now. And everyone's like, "Fuck you, you idiot!" <laughs> like, I'm no, not they're playing. like looking in his bag for a bomb. Exactly. And even though he's like <laughs> the nicest guy, the worst thing. I've the ever drug addict, seen. of course, did not get raptured. Chad Michael Murray, even though he's being like a hero and trying to help everyone on this plane. He didn't get yeah, raptured. Yeah, but by association with Chloe, he and then Chloe is the daughter of the anti- Antichrist because he's in love with her. That's why he didn't get raptured. That's dumb. Also, <laughs> the guy who believes in aliens is still. There. I was gonna say he's around and he's spewing out a oh lot of. Uh, he's like we, we entered a wormhole, <laughs> which honestly makes more sense than a rapture. yeah than a rapture. But okay, so we should probably talk about Jordan Sparks. Jordan Sparks <laughs> has this moment <laughs> where she believes that. She oh fell asleep God. and someone stole her daughter because she's in a custody battle with her husband. Mm-hmm. And this that, monologue that she delivers, <laughs> I wanted, I, I literally, I thought about throwing up. I, this was so bad. This poor woman. Look, oh. and I get it. I know. I know acting isn't meant, not everyone is meant to be an actor. And 
And if you do want to be an actor, it's a craft you have to hone and you've got to start somewhere, which it seems like Jordan Sparks is starting somewhere. But like, how do you as a director commit this to film? That's that's my issue. There are a lot of problems with this film. I think Jordan is the least of their worries. Jordan is like top three for the problems of this movie. For oh me. my God. Jordan's That scene with Jordan Sparks is atrocious. Oh my God. That's I, so harsh. I put, I put the Jordan Sparks scene as worse than any scene that involves the big titty drug addict. <laughs> and I know how much you hate her in her fake ass British accent. It's real. I looked her up. Remember, she's so the two two people in first class are not actually actors in real life. One is the winner of American Idol, Jordan Sparks, and the other is this woman who is a stunt double for who did we say? Oh, I don't remember. I don't know. Doesn't fucking matter. She's a stunt woman. She's, a stunt she's not woman. an actor. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why she's in this. <laughs> I, you know, some stunt stunt people make make the jump over. I can't think she's of anybody. She's never but been she's, in anything else. Yeah. Well, this was not a great start. This is her first venture into acting and her last. Yeah. So after getting in touch, Nick Cage gets in touch with his daughter and realizing that no, he can't land anywhere. He can't land at, on the runways at JFK or LaGuardia. He needs her to clear a runway a mile long. He needs, he needs a mile. Her to clear a mile. So she <laughs> she steals a truck again. Still not getting into heaven. Nah, she steals a motorcycle. Well, she steals a motorcycle <laughs> to get to a place where she can steal a truck, which can then move which was off the highway. Yeah, in some which construction is... zone that that was shown earlier in the movie for no reason. Well, this is the reason. Yes. So, so she moves all this shit, and then Nick and Chad Michael Murray go, "Hey." We need a signal. It's too dark. It's nighttime now. We we can't. And she's like, I'm flashing my lights, and they're like, That's not good enough. We need a big signal. So she blows up an oil tanker truck, <laughs> and they're like, There, let's go land over there. There it is. We can just see it from thirty thousand feet above. Oh <laughs> big God. explosions. The plane lands. Nick's screaming like all hell. The CGI as they land is horrendous. So it's just bad. bad. A lot of times with bad CGI, it's just a matter of time. It's not really a matter of effort or, or ability. It's just they didn't have enough time to make it look good. They, I'm sure they had plenty of time. I don't think that they had plenty of time. I'm sure that Kirk Hamler was trying to punch this thing out it, because it's Kirk such a moneymaker. It has nothing to do with this movie. Oh, really? No. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so the CGI is terrible. And as the plane is coming to a final stop, at the end of this runway, it comes within three inches of hitting like a fourth tanker tr- oil tanker truck. There's oil tanker trucks all over this place. Everybody gets out of the plane. Nobody says thank you. That's how you know that these people are not going to heaven. No one says thank you to the pilot who made this emergency landing. Yes, that's true. Matters will get you into heaven. Yeah. And that's why that old man got in and that old woman didn't. She has no manners because... She has no manners. <laughs> because she has dementia. Yeah, so she doesn't know when to say please and thank you. So, so ev- Therefore, she will not be raptured. Yeah, so everybody gets off the plane. The daughter's there. And, and who does the daughter run and hug? Not her own father, but Chad Michael Murray, who she met once. Her, yeah, her new acquaintance. Yep. Then they look over at the New York City skyline. New York City is in literal flames and uh somebody says the world the worst of the worst people are remaining and you know what happens when the worst of the worst people get together they wreak havoc on society 
Yeah. Great. Thank you. <laughs> That's my take. Literally, while Hannah was talking, she's putting in an, a contact my that contact fell out of her eye. My contact fell out of my eye, and I've put it back in without this... missing a beat because I'm <laughs> dedicated to You definitely to this. missed a beat. I missed nothing. <laughs> I'm going to leave in the beats that you missed. But anyway, this podcast is probably one of our worst. I don't care. Our cat's this been clawing out the door. The Hannah's contact fell out. We kept getting distracted by tons of different shit. My vision but is impaired. Somebody goes, well, this is the end. And the daughter goes, no, it's just the beginning. And sequel. The- Line it up for the sequel. Remember, there were going to be two. Yep. Nick did not sign on for them. And what's- Chad Michael married it, though. What's playing over the credits? Uh, Jordan Sparks original. <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead and close my notebook so that I never have to go back to that again. Do you have another, any other closing <laughs> no, that's, thoughts? That's 1% yeah. for you. I think twice is enough for a lifetime. I, I don't think I ever want to see this movie again. If it were on TV, I'd leave it on. I would storm out of the house <laughs> and never return. <laughs> movie we would get bad. It was bad. All right, let's do some Nick Cage Awards and get out of here, I let's. suppose. Uh, Nick Cage Awards, Best Supporting Actor. <laughs> there were not very many good ones to choose um, from. Jordan Sparks. If you absolutely must, that's a funny choice, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> we never even talked about the woman that you <laughs> so fondly referred to as the big titty drug addict. All right, look for a religious movie. There's a lot of women in low cut shirts. That's all I'm saying. There's a sexy flight attendant. There's a clear shot of the daughter who's like running and ducking under something and like her bra is completely out like this is a this is a religious family film and i'm just surprised that they made boobs the center of so many scenes all right continue what what were you gonna ask best dressed i don't know his uniform okay great let's keep going (laughs) worst nick cage scene in the airport yeah probably in the beginning all right Mm -hmm. uh best nick cage scene Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um yeah i'll pick one when he pokes the hole in the coffee cup oh okay <laughs> good uh best scream there were a few i think there was one that i forgot to insert that you actually liked the best which uh, was was it at the end oh no 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 never mind no, you liked uh, I Need Some Room because it followed like a whole bunch of technical jargon, which I didn't write down. Mm, yeah. It was like, my my thrusters are <laughs> shot and my flappers are dead. I need some room. I need some room. Something yeah, like give it to that. Okay. And then the most nouveau shamanic moment. <laughs> Doing this for his brother. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Only for his brother. Oh, Han, big question for you. Where are we ranking this one? Oh, man. It's going to be pretty low, Steve. Well, City of Angels, which is decidedly better than this, is at 59. Mm, lower. Bringing Out the Dead is below that. Lower. Astro Boy is below that. This was enjoyable. Yeah. But this is... Yeah. Thinking about it now, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's garbage. Um, Yeah, below Bringing Out the Dead above Astro Boy. Okay, so that's going to put it at number 61. Like, I'd rather watch this again than ever watch Astro Boy. Yeah. But yeah. I hated Astro Boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it wasn't good either. Okay, that's going to do it. I don't recall. Here it is. What's up next week? 
I hope I get raptured so I never have to watch another Nicolas Cage yeah. movie again. <laughs> uh, next next week is a movie called Dying of the Light. Jesus Christ! Don't don't know anything about that. It's got a four on IMDb. No, it doesn't. Yeah. This yeah. Is, this is the dark cages. I think honestly, just reading the brief thing here, it looks like it's another shot at Taken. Oh my god. Yeah. These are the dark ages. We are truly in the dark ages, folks. I think we should end it there and just get the end, fuck out of end here. End it all. Let's get raptured. Great. <laughs> now you know I'm in a cage for <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>